Welcome to the Apartment Investor Show, where we help you get smart and invest smarter with multifamily real estate. I'm your host, J.C. Castillo, founder and managing principal of the Multifamily Property Group. And joining me, as always, is my good buddy, my co-host, my good co-pilot, Mr. Paul Peebles, national underwriter for Old Capital Lending. Paulie, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, J.C. I, I wear my special uh, smart thinking glasses, so I, I only break those out when I have to talk about data and information. So... Uh, today, we're going to talk about the top five apartment markets in the United States. Now, JC, we hear a lot of talking heads speaking about their top five markets. You know, some of these people have only been in business for, for two, three, or four or five years, and they're giving us advice where to, to put your hard-earned money into. And so today, uh, we have the best of the best data that's coming out, and that's probably the most critical thing when you're making decisions about where to put your money in is that you don't want to hear from a talking head. You want to hear from hard data sources. And so we have three hard data sources that we use that we want you to use. Don't take it from us. Take a look at the, the, the data and the information. So we have three different groups. One is Yardy Matrix. Yardy Matrix uh, is a subscription-based uh, data analytics company, and they have analysts that go in and tell us a little bit more about the best markets in the United States. So not only do we have them, but we also have CoStar. So CoStar, you may be familiar with. It's a large national database. They have 150, 200 senior analysts going through all the numbers, scrubbing the, the data about where the best markets are. Uh, and the third one is RealPage. And we've had Greg Willett on here and his team. That's kind of an open source. Go to realpage.com. And they have different information about what's going on in the markets. So the top five markets. So what do we look for in the top five markets? JC, kind of tell everybody what we're looking for in the top five markets that will help them. Well, yeah, for sure. You know, if, if, um, you know, if you know anything about apartment markets, you know they're driven by a few fundamental uh, uh, data points. And a great market is going to have characteristics of, some, of what I would say four uh, main things you want to look for if you're looking to invest in apartments. Um, number one is you want to look for great year-over-year -year rental growth, okay? And rental growth is, is really coming from a number of things like job growth and population growth. So that's what you want to look for. Uh, number two is you want to look for great job growth, as I mentioned. Um, number three is you want to look for, this is actually really important because I myself personally live in the state of California. And so you really want to look for uh, states that are very landlord friendly and very business friendly. And Polly, as you probably know, California is really not the most um, landlord friendly state uh out there in not. i mean if you, if you have somebody that stops making payments to you and the rents it could take that you 9 12 18 months to get that person out and if you want to do a rehab of the property you typically have to pay them to get out of your unit so not only do you have to put the money in the rehab you got to pay the, the tenant to to go away from the property so not really landlord friendly in california and some other states too that's right. That's right. And, and along with being landlord friendly, you also want to look for uh, states that are very business friendly, right? Because in order to drive the, the, the job growth, in order for the people to show up, they've, they've got to have great jobs. And so you want to look for cities uh, inside of states that have uh, very business friendly environments for big corporations to do business. Um, the last thing we want to talk about, and, and, and these are all important points that we're basing our analytics on, is you want to look for markets that have a good healthy balance of supply demand, um, meaning that you really don't want to go to a market that has an oversupply of apartments um, 
and not enough uh, jobs and enough population to have a good net absorption of those of those supply as it's coming in. And I do want to make a point here. Uh, when we say when we say a good healthy balance of supply demand, what I mean by that is there may be markets where you may actually see some record supply coming online. Mm-hmm. That doesn't necessarily in and of itself mean it's a bad market because there's a bunch of supply. What you really want to look for is you want to look for the net absorption rates. That means if they're building record amounts of, of supply, but they've got more than enough population to come in and actually fill those properties up, then actually that's not a bad scenario. What you really want to avoid is a, is a market where there's a ton or a flood of supply coming in and actually not enough people, not enough jobs to support that, that supply. So that's another factor that you want to look at. So these are the factors that we look at and when we compile this top five market countdown. So Polly, without any further ado, let's get to it. Let's talk about these top five markets and what they are where they are, and actually why they're in our top five list. Yep. So number five is going to be Austin. We talked about this last week. We finished up last week on on the fifth best market in the United States, and we believe it's Austin, Texas. You know, as they say, Austin knows no city limits. Austin city (laughs) limits. I I like that one. So right now in the workforce housing space, uh, about 3.7% growth in rent. So there's all different types of, of housing out there. There's senior housing, there's affordable housing, there's uh, uh, student housing. But what we're looking for is really workforce housing, not the housing that, of brand new apartments to be to be built, but workforce housing. The people that made you your Starbucks this morning, maybe worked at the Home Depot, somebody that uh, is making anywhere from, say, thirty-five up to about $70,000, $80,000 a year, that's workforce housing in, in my mind. So Austin is about 3.7% uh, workforce growth of rentals. Second thing is that Texas, as we said before, is a very friendly business state, no state income tax, so always remember that. Uh, the, the other part of Austin that we like is got a smart uh, demographics in Austin. Uh, a lot of kids go to school at the University of Texas, Austin City College. They have a real large uh, educated population. I think that I think I had read 47% of all the, the people in Austin have college degrees, so a large college degree town. And the occupancy down in Austin is right around about 95%, 94.5% is the the occupancy of the properties down there, and this is in the workforce housing space. Another thing is that they've added about 55,000 new people into Austin in the last year. Uh, large growth uh, still remaining off uh, in Austin. And don't forget some of the high technology companies that are, that, uh, are expanding. They're not leaving San Jose or Sunnyvale or uh, Silicon Valley, but they're expanding down into to, uh, uh, Austin. And those are co- companies like Apple and Facebook and uh, Amazon, all adding jobs. And the average price in this high technology areas are 313000 or so. Versus, what do you guys pay out in San Jose? What's your average price out in San Jose? Uh, well, Polly, out here you can get a shoebox for about a million bucks. Yeah, so a lot cheaper for your employees to to live and actually uh, have disposable income. Uh, so a lot of the businesses continue to go into Austin. And the last part is is the uh, there, there was only eleven thousand uh, new units brought online last year, and out of uh, there's about twenty three twenty three and a half million twenty three thousand. Uh, units that are going to be uh, being built right now for a period of the next two, three years. So not a lot of new supply, 
uh, large, large supply in reference to you know, greater than 1,000 units, but 23,000 versus, say, 55,000 new, new tenants or new people coming into Austin. So a great market uh, in the center of Texas. So number five was, was Austin. Can we go to number four? Number four. Let's talk about number four, Polly. Number four is Atlanta. We do definitely like Atlanta. Uh, our, our theme with Atlanta right now is rent growth remains consistent and strong. Their rental growth right now down in Atlanta in the workforce housing, about 6.6% for the trailing 12 months. So great uh, workforce housing. Again, that's what we invest in. Great uh, growth in that market. Another thing is, is that we're expecting rent growth in the future to be about 3.5% for the forward-looking 12. So a great marketplace to be for rental growth is in Atlanta. They've, they've gained 63,000 new jobs in wow. Atlanta in the last, last 12 months. And that, you know, I don't know if you know, but Atlanta is really becoming a more biotech and pharmaceutical hub of the United States. People like living in Atlanta as opposed to, say, the East Coast uh, for the quality of life and the affordability. So Atlanta is our pick number four. We certainly – like Atlanta. So look for Atlanta for your hard earned dollars. I love it. What do we got for number three, Polly? Number three, it's a tie. So let's go with number uh-huh. three tie being Orlando. We definitely like Orlando market. Uh, their, their theme for Orlando is population, job growth de- uh, drives demand. And so right now we're seeing a 5% rise in r- rental growth in the workforce housing space, 5%. Pretty, it's that's about two, three, four percent higher than the national average of rental. Yeah, growth. that's that's impressive, Paul. So still very good. We're expecting three and a half percent for rental growth coming up for the next twelve months. So still very strong. And then they added uh, about thirty-three thousand uh, leisure and hospitality jobs. So those are kind of our workforce housing people that we're mm-hmm. uh, we want them into the, our our units. We're not talking about higher end. There's great higher end jobs, but that's for the class A. But hiring 33,000 new, 33, new, new employees uh, brings a lot of demand into that area. And it leads, Orlando leads the, the state in job creation. So Miami, Jacksonville, but Orlando is leading the job creation marketplace. And still huge occupancy in Orlando at 95%. Wow. So 95%. So tied with number three, Orlando is Dallas-Fort Worth. Dallas-Fort Worth. Imagine that. So Dallas-Fort Worth, number three, uh, we call it the room for growth in North Texas. So it's an, it was the national leader in job growth. It's going to be for, that was for 2018. It's going to be again for 2019. They had 102,500 uh, new people came, came to Texas. That's like, I think, two 747s coming into DFW every day, dropping off people and not picking anybody up. Wow. So they have a huge, huge gain every day of people coming in. A 3.8% rental growth for the last trailing 12 months. So still has, and again, this is the workforce housing. So still has a number of uh, you know, opportunities in Dallas with average home prices, 247000 247000 is your average home price in Dallas. And that is up about 67% since 2009. So, uh, uh, you know, Properties have gotten more expensive in Texas, uh, not only multifamily, but also single family too. So that's a large increase, but still hugely below the national average. That's right. Uh, yeah, DFW still and uh, is a still a business-friendly state. 
meaning just like we talked about, if you don't pay your rent, you don't stay. So it's pretty easy to get people uh, launched out of their units if they don't make their, their monthly payments. The rent is due the first, so uh, become the, the three-day notice if uh, they don't pay. So uh, it, the eviction process is a, is a lot easier than a lot of the different states. Now, one of the things that, that Dallas has going for it that we talked about in the beginning, they have like 44,000 units that are being under construction right now. So that, that's between Dallas and Fort Worth. So still large uh, inventory of properties that are coming online. But because we have so many people moving to Texas still, uh, we don't think that's a big, a big issue, uh, at least a, a bigger issue than it appears just with the numbers. That's right. So, so number three, Orlando. Number three, uh, Dallas, kind of co-share that thing. Uh, let's go to number two. Number two, Polly. So number two is Las Vegas, Nevada. Las, Las Vegas. Vegas. Viva Las Vegas. I love it. That's right. Growth outpaces the nation in Las Vegas. If you remember back 10 years ago that Las Vegas uh, took a huge hit with the recession that came through, uh, it is kind of the last one to get uh, launched out of the, uh, out of the basement and Las Vegas is doing well. So they, now listen to this number, 7.3% rental growth in the last 12 months in the workforce wow. space. 7.3, that's a big number. That's 7, incredible. 7.3, and they're expecting rent growth coming in 2019 for the full year being about 4%. So 4% wow. total, so still a big number going to 2020. And they continue to have uh, supply unable to keep up with demand. So there's just a, not enough multifamily housing on the ground. For one, two, they're not building enough. They only think they only built 4,300, 4,400 uh, new units in 2018. So that's not a lot because they have a job expansion of about 33,900 people. Job expansion, just not population, but job expansion wow. of people coming in. And the average home price is $245,000. So similar to Dallas, but, uh, you know, uh, it's, a, it's a huge number from what it was back uh, 10 years ago. So I think uh, uh, that percentage that was the, the deep, deep cave now is uh, back at what it was in 2007, 2006, and even more, even higher. So if you have been in Las Vegas, you have made money. And so it's not all gambling in Las Vegas uh, in terms of jobs. There's a lot of people, a lot of professional people, a lot of construction going on in Las Vegas. And so that uh, is probably the biggest thing is that we're seeing a rise in professional services for people right around about 5% rise of folks. So Las Vegas, that's our pick choice for number two. Coming in at pick two. Well, Polly, that takes us to the number one in our top five market countdown, Polly. I want to know okay. what is number one? Tell us what number one number is. Number one is Phoenix. Phoenix, Phoenix and the surrounding area around Phoenix itself. So Phoenix uh, rent growth leads the nation. So rent growth in Phoenix was 7.6% in workforce housing. 7.6% wow. workforce housing. So that's that's really, uh, that's a huge number too, just similar to Las Vegas. So similar to when the recession hit, a lot of these properties uh, in Las Vegas and in Phoenix were hit tremendously. Uh, but they've had this rapid demographic and economic growth still uh, sustains in, in the marketplaces. I want to tell you that they have gained, I don't know if you knew this, 533 new residents have come to Phoenix since 2010. 
That's a 12, 12.7% rise of new people in your neighborhood. Wow. So that's a, a huge jump for people uh, that have been long timers in, in, in Phoenix, uh, meeting all your new neighbors in almost specifically from California that have moved to, to Phoenix. Uh, I, know, I know several of them. Yeah. Unemployment is at 3.8%. So that's full, full employment. Uh, so if you need a job, want a job, you can get a job in Las Vegas or in, in Phoenix. You want to continue on, uh, uh, you know, that's going to be a little tight for employers. But uh, if you want a job, you can go to Phoenix and, and get a job. Um, average home price in, uh, in Phoenix, 247000 It's up 97% since uh, 2011. Wow. How's that for a number? That's amazing. That's amazing. I'm seeing, you know, I'm seeing a lot of similarities across all these top five markets, Polly. I mean, you're, you're seeing great uh, lower than average uh, price of homes. Um, and, you know, we're seeing huge, uh, huge rental growth based on the, all the metrics that we talked about. I mean, really, I mean, these, these, these states and these cities are taking the populations away from these coastal areas like, uh, for example, San Jose and Los Angeles and New York. And really, they're benefiting the people that are moving to these, these Sunbelt states. They're benefiting with a much better cost of living. And there's a ton of jobs and opportunity for these folks to get out there, right? Absolutely. Last thing I want to say about Phoenix is they never did, um, they have a lot of inventory coming out. But last year, I think they only did a little bit over 4,000 new units in, uh, in Phoenix. That's amazing. So it's, it's kind of constrained with inventory in, in the Phoenix market especially in the areas that we deal with, with workforce housing. I mean, we're, they're not, yeah, they're, they're building uh, class C buildings today, but you have to wait for 40 years to get it. <laughs> right. And so uh, these five areas are the ones that uh, wasn't really come up with between JC and I really is our book report is for you. It's from CoStar, Yardy Matrix, and also with RealPage. They're the, they're the ones that we get the information from. Those are the ones that we want you to listen to a talk with. And so I think uh, wrapping this up, I think it would probably be a good idea uh, if you are thinking about putting your hard-earned money is maybe get, get subscriptions to CoStar and Yardy and just look at some real information on open source with RealPage just to make sure that you, you check our math too. Well, that's great, Paul. That's a fantastic top five countdown. I mean, every single one of those cities that you mentioned would be an area that we are either investing in or that we would seriously want to be investing in. I really like those markets that we've got for, for the listeners out there. Sure. Polly, what do we have cooking on the old capital side in terms of events or things that people can go and hang out with you uh, for a quick minute at? Yeah, next, next week we uh, tell you who our speaker is for the old Twenty-fourth, 20th in Dallas. By the way, get on on an American Airlines jet or a Southwest jet. Come down and see us in Texas. We'll have probably five or six hundred different people down there that uh, are going to be investors and multifamily. Those are the people you want to talk to and build relationships with. So networking is probably the biggest thing. So come down, uh, see us. Uh, get your information at the oldcapitalpodcast.com website. Get oldcapitalpodcast.com website. And RSVP to come down and see us in, at the end of October. And JC, how about you? What's going on with your life? Well, you know, if uh, anybody wants to get out, get a hold of us out there, uh, our company is the Multifamily Property Group, and you can set up a 15-minute free consultation with our company to talk about anything related to apartments and how we might be able to help you out. You go to multifamilypropertygroup.com, go to the contact us section of our website, and you can schedule your 15-minute free consultation with us. Happy to uh, chit-chat when, uh, when folks are so desire it. Perfect. 
All right. Sounds great. We'll look forward to seeing everybody next week and another podcast. Thanks for coming.